Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Footman's Midweek Update. It is 7.38 a.m. in New York on June 7th, 2023. I am back in the Eastern Time Zone, so you can expect that our content will be more regularly coming out at 10 a.m., uh, rather than the sort of chaotic uh, releases that have been over the last couple of months. Um, the format this week is going to be a little bit different. Um, as you can see, everyone is, uh, well, it just changed actually. It just said SEC, uh, Gensler, and Crypto. And now apparently we're looking at UFOs and Mel Gibson. But uh, <laughs> besides the point, I'm going to get to the cheat sheet a little bit later. Um, I'm sort of uninterested in the uh, the SEC stuff. We've been discussing it in our Discord. So if you want to get involved with that, uh, you can sign up for the premium and join us in Discord uh, where we've been trading this thing pretty actively. Um, I actually got long to pretty much down here, which was really, really nice. Um, yeah, if you joined the Discord, we were talking about uh, bullish reasons for picking up some coins down here. Um, but yeah, rather than talking about um, sort of current events, I wanted to use this as an opportunity to talk about more uh, fundamental theory or analysis uh, and a bit of math. Um, this guy who uh, follows uh, us, Warren Munger, who is some sort of uh, family office um, stock market and commodity trader, uh, says that bitcoin behaves like a feather in the wind hence it can never be a currency or an investment not even a trade as randomness can't be traded so i wanted to address <laughs> uh, actually he, he said another comment but i'll come back to that but yeah i wanted to like sort of take the other side of the trade uh and try and debunk that statement because i think it's a good statement if bitcoin was truly like a uh feather in the wind you know like can you trade a feather in the wind and i would argue actually yes you can because what is the path take you know if this is uh height and this is time and you have a feather let's say it falls off of a bird gets caught in the wind it's going to do you know there, let's say there's a big gust or whatever over time eventually you know this thing's going to make it back to the ground right um so you could you know, uh, if you don't use uh, another lesson, lesson in leverage is, you know, if you don't use any leverage and let's say you put the trade on here, you end up taking profit at zero, right? Uh, you were just before zero, I guess, uh, um, you win. If you put leverage on here, you get this big gust of wind, you get completely blown out. Your trade is over. Right. Uh, I think this is sort of the argument that I'm going to kind of try and make, uh, for Bitcoin based on the, so first of all, feather in the wind, A, can be traded uh, because we know that it's eventually gonna go to the ground uh, and then uh, we're gonna address the randomness thing. So uh, one thing here is that we just, I mean, we can just see over time that Bitcoin is going up. So if it was to be uh, like, you know, a feather that got blown off the ground, um, you know, again, with no leverage, you could short here, you could short here, 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 here. And then if he's right and Bitcoin is like a feather in the wind, goes back to zero, um, short, you know, as long as you don't use any leverage, you somehow you manage to find a 1x short. The problem with shorting, unlike getting long spot, is you have to pay 
uh, you know, over time, uh, you have to pay a fee, right? You have to, you have to pay for the short. So you could actually get squeezed out of your short just from the fee, uh, if Bitcoin takes too long, uh, to go to zero. So, uh, shorting Bitcoin is not as easy as, uh, you know, going long Bitcoin because you have to pay, uh, to hold, you know, it's a, a negative carry trade to short, um, so then the next thing that we wanted to address is randomness, uh, right? He says, not even a trade as randomness can't be a trade. Uh, yeah, so Bitcoin's not a trade because randomness can't be a trade. So I think I can basically prove mathematically that Bitcoin is not random. Uh, what you can, so if you think about it, right, when Bitcoin's a, a let's just do this like you know one two three four five so you know there was a number of years where bitcoin was you know producing numbers like 100 200 etc right which uh, for 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 numbers to be random they have to pass certain tests so one of the things we could do is we can just say okay what if you were to just every day you know at the end of each day at the close or whatever what is this value in Bitcoin, right? What is the last digit? And that actually probably is random, right? And and so uh, if somebody actually wants to go do this, uh, I, I might do it one day. I don't have the time right now. I'm too busy. But you could go and you could take the closing price of Bitcoin over history and you could take the last digit and you could run it through these uh, frequency tests, poker tests, gap tests, um, basically checking to make sure that there's roughly the same amount of one, twos, and threes. So I would argue that over, you know, uh, this, let's call it like this year or something like that, you could probably run the uh, the tests on these um, this last digit, you might get a random number. Probably do it on this, you might get a random number. At some point, uh, it's it's going to have a pattern, right? If you come out to the fourth digit, you'll notice, I mean, and so this is a log scale to just really emphasize it, is that there is a, um, you, you, you get more, uh, you'll have more twos than, than ones, et cetera, uh, over, over time, because uh, this thing is, is going up, right? There's more 1,000s uh, than there are 100s, uh, et cetera. Um, uh, we got an alert that ETH is... Uh, in a buy zone um <laughs> uh so yeah so the point is that like yes bitcoin uh shows local randomness in uh you know these lower time frames and in in the um uh, these are called orders orders of magnitude right so the first order second order third order fourth order so there is randomness down in those uh lower time frames um, but as you can see over a long, uh, long period of time, uh, Bitcoin is actually going up right now. So in order for this to become a truly random distribution, it would need to basically become, uh, like, you know, somewhat symmetrical, uh, and Bitcoin would need to spend uh, a bunch of time down here and a bunch of time down here. So even if it goes back to zero and it doesn't do it in a symmetrical way, then it's not random. It's, uh. Uh, it, there's a there's a pattern, right? Which is the that boom and bust cycle that, that people always talk about. Like if it's a bubble, right? Then 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 that's there. There was a driver behind it. It wasn't just random numbers. Um, I think it would be actually pretty cool if Bitcoin was a uh, a true random number generator, but I don't think it is. Uh, there's an yeah. If you want to go read about this, uh, 
information theory um this is, gets really deep into uh but yeah i mean if you if you're a math person you can read a little bit and you can sort of uh realize in your head that bitcoin is probably not um random and then the other thing is just uh the correlation between bitcoin and like stocks and that sort of thing so uh yeah you could argue that stocks have some fundamental driver of returns and cash flows and, and all that sort of things. But uh, Bitcoin is highly correlated with them. So again, probably not a feather in the wind, probably not random number generator. Okay. Last um, thing addresses, would you rather hold all of Berkshire, Berkshire Hathaway stock or all of Bitcoin? And I think, um, at first, I thought the answer was pretty obvious that it was Berkshire because then you you know you have all the stock in the company and you're uh, you're, you're earning all the you know uh, cash flow dividends um, or if you know if it reinvests then the stock price goes up or whatever. Um, so I I just think like if you carry these out into like outside of the theoretical and into the real world situation like what would be the like how you know how would you get all the stock if everyone just gave it to you then they clearly don't want it if you bought it all um clearly no but, but yeah i don't know it's just like how would you accumulate it into like a real world situation um uh, where i do think like it's possible that you could get all the bitcoin like if bitcoin were to go to zero you could try and like buy it all or something on the cheap over over years or something i just i i don't know if it's a, a good question uh honestly because uh it, it's a bit like i think what it's trying to address or at least i think what it's trying to address is that berkshire uh, you know owns um productive companies with cash flow and bitcoin uh is sort of not um yeah, it does. I mean, okay, like holding a Bitcoin is not a productive asset, right? It doesn't it doesn't produce anything. You just have a Bitcoin. Um, so they are fundamentally different in that way. Um, I think, yeah, in the in the scenario where one person ends up owning all of Berkshire or one person ends up owning all of Bitcoin, uh, they both go to zero. Like I, I can't I can't derive a situation where someone owns all of Berkshire and it's still a valuable company right like people would i don't know like at that point it would be like a conglomerate like i don't know the supreme ruler of the world or something like that um yeah anyways enough of the uh the hypotheticals um just checking in quickly on the cheat sheet before we go um uh basically this is monday i'm just gonna look at uh yesterday and monday so this is yesterday this is monday and um i just wanted to show you the what happens when something like uh, the Binance, you know, uh, news comes out? Uh, which, if you didn't know, the SEC uh, sued Binance. It all came out like publicly, and then they sued Coinbase. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Bitcoin was just sort of doing nothing for uh, three days, and then all of a sudden, it just ripped through um, actually several support levels, um, threw up a uh, you know a bearish bias, and then. Um, I thought the thing that was the most interesting was that Ethereum actually uh, held on the strongest um, to to its support, and then uh, all the altcoins sort of just really uh, blew through support. And um, my logic behind that is that um, 
you know, the, if you go look at those SEC suits, um, they're really going after the, the things like Matic and possibly like FXX in uni saying that they're, they're securities and they kind of uh, solidify that Bitcoin and ETH aren't securities. So I think that if people, um, and then also people are on, uh, you know, these exchanges and they're, they're a little nervous. So um, the same thing that happened at FTX, same thing that happened at uh, after the SVB thing is that people run into Bitcoin and ETH. And uh, in this case, they're running out of the altcoins um, because they're worried that they're going to get registered as securities and have some sort of suits and, and more court you know, time and, and that sort of thing, kind of like the XRP situation. Um, I think it's probably a buying opportunity at some point for these altcoins. Maybe don't you know be in a hurry, but um, uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure the show's over yet um yeah anyways i hope any of that was helpful um yeah if anyone has any comments about uh would you own berkshire or all of bitcoin or if you think uh yeah uh, if you want to do some some statistical analysis on bitcoin or if you think it you know it's like a feather of wind or a random number let me know i think uh these these are good um counter arguments uh, to the bitcoin trade and should be uh, thought about a bit uh if you're long um okay that's it i will see you guys next week